Welcome to Revitalize Your Life, the podcast that's about to change the way you think about health, energy, and living your best life. Meet your hosts, experts in functional health, Mark and Joey, who are ready to empower you to take control of your health and well-being. Get ready to optimize, thrive, and take charge of your health. Revitalize Your Life starts now. Guys, so excited. We are... um... We are doing our first ever podcast. We are. This is Revitalize insane. your life. Yeah. With Mark and, and Joey. Yeah, man. Let's crack on. <laughs> I'm looking forward Amazing. to this. Yeah. So it's been something that we've been wanting to do for a while, hasn't it? True. True. Yeah. And yeah. Um, we're so excited. It's actually here. We've been arm and arm and talking about it. When we're going to do it? Hmm. But we just we just done it. We just yeah. picked a date. We had a little bit of a technical issue the first time around. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> but it's all sorted. But yeah, we've got good separate mics now. Yeah. It's all good. It's so amazing. yeah, so, I'm so looking forward to it. It's going to be amazing, dude. So sit back, relax, get your cup of tea, your herbal tea or your protein shake. Got a good seven hours of content, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm looking forward to this. So today really is our, is our first episode. I think we should introduce the listeners of who we are. We should. What I, we think do. Be, I think that'd be right. Um what our backgrounds are, what will get us into where, what led us up to where we are now mm. in the, um, in this amazing industry that we're in. Um, and we've got something special as well. We do. At the end. We do. So we won't give away too much because we're, uh, we'll let it flow naturally, yeah, I think. I think so. Let it flow naturally. And um, yeah, I think we should get stuck in. I think we should. So dude, it's like, where do we begin? Well, we've got so much, <laughs> it's the thing, we've got so much content for you guys. We've had to, <laughs> we've had to really dumb it down because, we, we can go off down our little rabbit holes, mm. I think. And it's so yeah. important that we just, I think, start from where it all began. Mm. So start from the beginning, as I say. You want to go first? I think you should go first. You've got a pretty cool story. We've both got cool we've stories. Got, mate, we've both got amazing stories. Yeah, tell, tell the listeners then, um, who are listening to Revitalize Your Life, the podcast that's going to level up your, your health, mm. optimise in everywhere possible. Um, yeah, tell everyone about you, dude. All right, so... As Joey said, I'm Mark. I have been in this industry for a very long time. Seems a long time. How long? Now. How long have you been in the industry? Professionally, since 2011, but unprofessionally, probably since 2003. So yeah. I wasn't charging people then, I was just helping them. Mm. Like, I've always done that. Mm. But professionally, like personal training and stuff since 2011, so... Yeah, like 12 years. So it's been a while, but I've been into fitness for a really, really long time. A really mm. long time. I started when I was 13 in a underground gym where you weren't allowed to be in there unless you were 16 or older, but the owner was, was like, yeah, just don't tell anyone. Because it was a proper old school bodybuilding gym. So like cool. the sweat and moisture used to kind of build up on the ceiling and it used to mm. drip down on your head and in your mouth and your eyes when you were pressing. The dumbbells were rusty. All the machines were rusty. Everybody in there was jacked out of their minds yeah. all wearing big thick jumpers oh we're talking like way back in the 90s yeah. so it was a proper old school uh, bodybuilding gym so that's what got me into fitness but the reason why i got into it professionally was my own as i guess with most people that do this it's, it's your own personal kind of hero's journey i guess mm. with all the different things that happened to me over my life from a static rugby tackle being done by my p teacher at school when i was 15 and he right. followed through with his tackle, he put my kneecap around the back of my knee, he tore my meniscus, he partially tore my ACL, partially tore my MCL, tore the patella ligament, um, and partially tore the articular cartilage. So he properly screwed my knee up. 
So that took me out of sports. You don't say. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Properly took me out of sports. So at that point, Ooh. I was like athletics. I was rugby team, football team, basketball, basketball swimming, gymnastics, cross wow. country, the whole lot. Yeah. And that just like took everything out from that point on. And that's really what got me focused into the gym because I had to rehab. Like I had to learn how to walk again. Like I had a mm. full on leg cast for like four months. Uh, couldn't go to school or anything like that. So that got me into kind of the rehab side of things as to how to rehab these types of things. Because back then, again, in the 90s, God, I sound old saying that stuff, the uh, the available knowledge wasn't what it was, particularly where sure. I lived. It was a very small, close-knit um, community. Yeah. No internet and all that stuff. Um, so the rehab was basically non-existent. So it was literally just the bodybuilding guys at the gym that kind of got me sorted. So there was that side of it. And then... I stayed doing bodybuilding for a long time and then when I was 24 um, I kept getting back pain and uh, I had my back MRI'd and I got diagnosed with something called Shaman's disease with oh, kyphosis yeah, yeah, so my yeah. upper back was rounding um, which it doesn't anymore but the kyphosis is where basically from the middle to the lower portion yeah. of your back the vertebrae are getting closer and closer together yeah. and they're not smooth they're like ridged like knuckles mm. and they're like yeah, by the time that you're 30 you're going to be like bent over like a 90 year old man who can only look downwards. We need to put a metal rod in your spine. And I was like, yeah, we're not doing that. I'll fix it. And of course, you know, like at the age that I am, I can do Olympic lifting. I can do gymnastics. I can run, walk, climb, swim. Like there was no need Love for that. a metal rod. And that's, mm. it was that kind of epiphic moment where I was like, there's no isolated absolute reason for any of these things that get kind of told to us that we need to do. As Tony Robbins says, like, you can find a way or make a way, right? Mm. And sometimes the options that you're given aren't the only options you've got. There are other avenues that you can go down if you know they exist. Yeah. And so that spanned me into looking at alternative approaches for things. That got me into the biomechanical Mm -hmm. side of things and trying to fix patterned movement and all that stuff. So that got me into that side of it. And then eight surgeries later... I've had four on my knee, one on my elbow, one on my shoulder, one on this shoulder. So that got re- rebuilt because I tore my rotator cuff. Um, this one got rebuilt because I tore my labrum. Uh, this one, my elbow got uh, operated on because I tore my epicondyle ligament. This is all thanks to, to CrossFit. Not that there was anything wrong with CrossFit, but doing like kipping handstand push-ups. I felt the elbow go. I felt the shoulder go. <laughs> Still just carried on. I was like, this is timed. I need to finish. <laughs> so I just carried on. So yeah, eight surgeries later and... I'm now in a place where I can say that I've pretty much covered all areas which people would need rehab on. Mm. Then there's the actual health side of things. So my mum will attest that I was probably the sickest child possible. Mm. From the moment I was born, I got diagnosed with meningococcal septicemia after nine weeks. That's meningitis, like Mm. the worst kind, which affects the lining of the brain. Uh, I survived that, but it left me with a very, very weakened immune system because of all the, the drugs I've been put on. So from that point on, I had every illness known to man. So I went deaf, I went blind, um, I had lung infections, ear infections, pneumonia, whatever that you can think of. Wow. I had all of that, which then meant obviously decades later, my immune system wasn't very strong. My body wasn't particularly strong. So I started getting gut issues and you know got told IBS. And you know, sure, We both yeah. know the only thing that's really true about that acronym is the BS part of it mm-hmm. um so yeah that started about 2010 was the ibs stuff and it just kind of kept going kept going kept going until last year in august where i started getting really bad ibd symptoms like losing a lot of blood not able to eat any food without being right next to a bathroom 
not to be too graphic. Um, and 10 months later, I'd lost a ton of weight, couldn't, hadn't been able to work. And it was then a healing journey again. So mm. yeah, again, now on the other side of it where I've healed it and I have done it without Western medicine. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but I've healed it without it, utilizing peptide therapy and functional medicine, all the stuff that we've learned, functional blood work and all those things. That's brought me to this point right now with you to be able to open us up to the world, to show people that maybe we're not here to, again, I want to steal a Tony Robbins quote, but I'm not here, or we're not here to impress you. We're here to impress upon you the fact that there are alternatives yes right other avenues there we go M- many ways to skin a cat indeed but That's please don't say. skin cats kids <laughs> not cool <laughs> what about you dude how did your journey wow. start well it's it's amazing because i've heard like little snippets um over the time that we know each other but yeah that detail i really mm. appreciate that and hopefully um yeah it's, it's been one hell of a journey it has it has it really has call you the bionic man yeah man definitely I've been rebuilt many times many times and I've lived in different countries yeah. I, God, I've done many things dude I was a Reiki master I was in the record industry so I had a record contract so I toured and sang and I can play and I can write so I've had all that side of it now all this side the health side you know, none, yeah, of, none, none of all those things matter mm-hmm. if you don't have your health that's no. the most important thing I agree like having all your health taken away from you doesn't matter how much money you've got or what connections you've got or what job you have or what car you drive or whatever none of that matters the second your health is compromised Mm. it's a little bit like until you sprain your ankle you don't realise how valuable walking is or how much you miss it or how Mm. much you take it for granted every day it's all that whole duality piece you have to know the beauty to understand the ugliness you have to know the sickness to understand the health like there has to be that balance but I will go down many, many rabbit holes with that one. But you, know, start with you. Amazing. How are you here doing what you do? Well, very, very similar to you, dude. I think we both share our, our very similar journeys. Mine to not the uh, as extent as yours. But mine began when I kind of left school. I always wanted to, always enjoyed sports growing up, um, playing football, you know, racket sports. Really enjoyed it. But then... When college comes around, you're sort of 16, 17, mm. you're a lot more conscious of how you look and how you feel. Um, and of course, you start, you know, getting yourself out there. You start growing your, your, your friend network. So for me, I was massively shy, lacked self-esteem. I may have looked on the outside like I had a lot of confidence, but internally I didn't. Mm. And I think that's where my journey began. But I did all the wrong things. Like I, I kind of went in at it with like home workouts and trying um, multiple gym workouts and all doing all the stuff that we tell our clients not to do. We, we've been there, yeah. you know, we've been doing that. And um, it wasn't, my journey really began when uh, I was in the games design industry. So before I became a coach, before we be- begin this functional health quest that we're, we're both in, my, my first journey began when I was in the games industry. Mm. So I was at college studying, playing games, and I, would, I was so immersed with that type of uh, industry. You know, I was playing anywhere between, you know, 14, 16 hours behind a screen. Yeah. I was so obsessed with games. Yeah. Um, you know, I lived on my Xbox, loved PC games, loved everything about them. And it wasn't until I realised how detrimental it started to become for my own health. Yeah. And the way that I looked and the way that I feel, I made that step into, like, sorting myself out. Mm. Like I've got to sort myself out and 
it really knocked my confidence because my skin was started, you know, like spotty teenagers, you know, I had a really bad like skin underneath my chin. I used to wear quite high collared tops. I didn't realize how bad it was until, you know, I started talking about it, mm. you know, and started being more open about it. And um, I was like, I need, need something, I need to change. I need to change this up. And because I felt so uh, shy and lacked self confidence and esteem, that's the first thing I did when I used the gym. Um, but fell for the five day, six day bodybuilding splits, mm. which basically, guys, if you're watching this, you know, you know, our training programs for uh, advanced body fit builders, not for the average Joe. Yeah. You know, these these are splits that are designed for people on assisted gear, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So, of course, I was fell for the trap like every young guy, believing that that would be the solution to my problems, mm. and then. Um, as my confidence grew, I started seeing um, results in the gym. Um, I got really sick, really sick, because I was partying. I was, you know, getting confident and not looking after my health very well. Eating McDonald's, Burger King quite often, Domino's on the weekend. Really, you know, a lot of processed food and not mm. really looking after myself very well. And I got hit hard with chronic fatigue syndrome, and that was a real turning point for me because. I've never, uh, I, I've had bouts of like feeling fatigued and run down, but never the point where it's been six months off. And mm -hmm. I, I lost so much weight, dude. Um, I ended up weighing the same as my sister. It's like 52 kilos or something like Jeez. that. And for an 18 year old guy, it's not normal. Not normal in one bit. And um, yeah, I can eat because it got worse. The symptoms got worse because I was so fatigued. Mm. Uh, I was in and out of hospital, well not hospital, but going to the GP, backs and forwards, like a pinball in mm. this, this system. And they just couldn't understand what was causing it. They couldn't under identify the root cause, which we'll go into on these podcasts, yeah. um, and identify what is linked to certain conditions that mm. we see. Um, so because I got hit so hard with that, it got worse. My symptoms got worse, and I ended up getting these weird symptoms called erythema nodosum, where they're like red, large boils all over my legs. And it went all the way up in my throat to the point I couldn't, I could eat, like even drinking a glass of water was difficult. And you know when you hit that rock bottom, like what you said about with you being operated, when you're going through that emotionally, you know, it just feels like, is this it? Yep. Is this is this life? Like, am I going to be like this for the rest of my, mm. like, my youth? Yep. I wouldn't be able to go out and see my mates and enjoy myself and do what normal 18-year-olds do. Yep. You know, I'd get off the couch, I'd, you know, get up and try and make some food and that just wipe me out. But the turning point for me was looking at things from a different light, mm. these other alternative therapies, mm. and started healing myself with nutrition. So that is where I began. I started including herbal teas. I started introducing real food because I was, remember guys, I was eating processed foods yeah. at college gaming lifestyle, mm. monster energy drinks, oh, then out yeah. drinking on the weekends with my, with my mates. That lifestyle is very short-lived and I you know, I didn't want to go back to where I was. So mm. I wasn't getting the help from my doctors. I wasn't getting the help from the hospital. You know, Multiple blood tests later, still the classic, oh, everything comes back as normal. Couldn't identify what, what was going on. Mm. And it wasn't until I kind of, dotted the dots and was like right it's because my lifestyle because of the foods I was eating they're having a like a big direct like effect on my health and mm. how I look and how I feel 
And that's when I started to heal myself. I just started getting better week by week, started getting out in the fresh air. Because remember, the, the gaming lifestyle, you're stuck behind a screen. Yeah. Right? I was indoors at college, no natural daylight. And these are some of the basic stuff that we tell our clients to do. Yeah. But so many people don't do it. Yeah. And I like that for me was a turning point. Because I was like, wow, that is what I need to be doing. I need to be doing the basic stuff. I don't need to be training, you know, in the gym five, six days a week and busting the ball. Yeah. I need to be looking after myself and looking take care of my food and what I'm eating. Mm. And then I got started to get better. Started to gain weight. Confidence starts getting back. I remember my first gym session, I could barely lift a pair of five kilo dumbbells for a chest press. I was so sore for a week. <laughs> but that was when it started to shift. Yeah. And then I left the gaming industry. I kind of completely, long story cut short, I was meant to go to university, <clears throat> study that, and I just lost interest in it because mm. because it was making me feel so tired, so run down, so ill. I then just I discovered, oh, how if I could get in the fitness industry, mm. you know? Because I started seeing results and I loved how it made me feel, and that's when my purpose changed. Mm. And then you know, fast tracked it now, working in several health clubs like yourself, working with some amazing people, changing a lot of lives. You know, and for this journey, we've, I'm, I'll possibly relate, we've been in, in shape before and out of shape, in yep. shape and out of shape. Very much. And this is where we both met. It kind of brings us to present day is where we are, you know, looking at things from a functional health perspective. We'll mm. deep dive into that in a minute. Is I thought I was in shape until I really looked at my symptoms mm. and I had mold issues, which was from coffee, which I'm sure we'll go through. Yeah. And then another time, yeah. But that was really affecting my health and really affecting my gut health. And it wasn't until that we deep dive a little bit deeper into functional medicine and functional nutrition and looking mm. at things like blood work, where it really dotted the dots together and realised, ah, this this industry is quite messed up. Yep. There's a lot of people who are you know doing things that have been told because it's what everyone else is doing. Mm. But it's making your health worse. 100%. It's when I flip the switch from look like chasing to look good and focus on like health and how it made me feel. That was just a byproduct, mm. you know? Yeah. But that is where I began. From games industry, nerdy kid, to coach, looking after the amazing clients we've got yeah. now. It's quite a big shift. But I think... <laughs> I think one of the, what's great about that story is it shows that success leaves clues, mm. right? So we're not coming at this because we've just studied it and we're now just going to be saying to you, oh, the journals and the studies say do X. Yes. It's because we've actually done the hard work ourselves. We've tried this, it didn't work. We tried that, it worked. Okay, why did it work? Okay, oh, keep that in the back of the head. It worked because of this, but then it only worked for this length of time. Okay, so that means we need to change this. There's so many from your story there's so many areas that we can go down like the gaming yeah. side of it like I loved gaming you know I grew up when Playstations first came out and Super Nintendos first came out and Master Systems and then the original Playstations with the original Tekken and what so we used to all gather around and play games for hours on end so I and Football Manager when that first came out like mm. the fact that you could go into the settings and see it was like you've been playing this game for seven months like <laughs> oh, three no. weeks two hours you're like holy crap it's <laughs> a long time exactly <laughs> you know? man I remember um, I'm quite it's uh, it brought back a lot of memories actually just saying that like having 
summers with around my mates yeah. land parties and you know yeah. all these screens set up yeah. and he's the same. halo on one screen yeah. capture you know, flag let's go capture flag <laughs> call of duty in the other one yeah. runescape did you used to play one. battlefield as well yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Battlefield. yeah. so but that was a turning point mm. that was a real turning point and i think you've got to have that turning point to make a change of course you do of course you do but again what i think we're trying to get at guys is our approach is completely different because the the trouble is health is being stripped away from us. Yeah. The choice health of health. Be, yeah. The choice of health has been taken away because it's becoming elitist mm. where only people that can have this level of income or this level of wealth, yep. financial wealth, can afford to have the better food, the living in the middle of like nature where you've got like a big house, open scenes, like whatever like whatever else it is about that. It's becoming an elitist thing, mm. you know, where you're even getting people being like, oh, this is my yearly health regimen and it costs like a million pounds to do. Mm. Like, that's not realistic no. in any way, shape or form. And health is a birthright. It's something that we all deserve to have. It's just the fact that we've been far removed from how our grandparents would have lived, how their parents would have lived. And if you go back to those periods, yeah, okay, there were a lot of illnesses and things that we don't have nowadays because of obviously Western medicine and stuff and sanitation and things like that. But the diseases that we suffer from, yeah, they didn't suffer from. No way. So between them and us, there's been a shift. Yep. And that's where this podcast comes in. Yeah. To discuss these things that we feel from our experience with what we've been doing so far with everybody and the people that we've helped are the biggest levers to pull. Yeah. Doing the common things uncommonly well. Like, yeah. That's a really good starting point. As you say, like doing the basics. Yeah. Sunlight. And, yeah. Hydration. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you can't be here and expect to get to there using the same skill set that keeps you here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's what people are after. They're like, oh, just give me a pill so that I can keep doing what I'm doing here but then be lean and whatever over here. Mm. And so you, you can't yeah, do that. And talking about that as well, this is, this is where it's so messed up. Like we, we are trying to put health back into the health and fitness industry because it's all about, there's different shift, isn't there? I always, it goes through these different seasons, especially in the last decade, you know, still focused on, you know, looking a certain way. And mm. now what's more acceptable, which is, it still blows my mind is, uh, you know, like, well, you can be any size, you know, as long as you're happy in the inside. Mm. But that is not healthy. No. When we, Because we look at blood work. We look at clients' blood work. And even the most fittest people on the planet, right, mm. on the outside, have got terrible blood markers. Yeah. Terrible dysfunction. Yeah. You know? Massively. And I actually had, I remember getting an eating disorder through going down, chasing that aesthetic look yeah. with photo shoots and getting shredded and, mm. you know, like 6% digit body fat, you know, yeah. like a snake. You know, <laughs> me, and it's not healthy. I remember. No. I remember. Uh, I don't know if you can relate to this. Like getting to it for a photo shoot, and um, that day, because uh, you've been so restrictive on what you're eating, mm. and never been shown how to in, like incorporate what we call reverse dieting, which is like a, a, a strategy where you just slowly but surely reverse out of the yeah. method that got you in shape in the first place. Yeah. I was never shown that. No, I wasn't. And I remember going to a wedding that night and like binging on. Cake, che- I remember eat like eating a whole plate of cheese and crackers. <laughs> wow! And I was wow. still hungry. Yeah. 
but that sort of offsets all this stuff and yeah. it isn't until you look at things uh, from a different light like we're trying to teach for functional mm. medicine nutrition is looking at the root cause yeah. and it's going back to the why yeah. and I think we should share with everyone like what is our why because yeah we, we are both in this mission guys because there is a global health issue right mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. like one in two now have chronic disease one in two have major depression one in three men have infertile sperm yep and it doesn't stop there. One in 10 women have PCOS endometriosis. There's 850,000 people in the UK living with type 2 diabetes. That's a big one. But the scariest ones, which is why we're really here, is one half the world will be classed as obese yep. or overweight by 2035. But the kicker is by 2050, the world will be infertile. Yep. Now, that's shocking. That's shocking. Mm-hmm. So... You know, we spend about eight hundred twenty-eight billion each year on health and fitness, and that's what we have to show for it. Yep. So something has to change. So this is why we are doing this podcast. This is okay. why we're speaking up, because I feel that there needs to be change in the health and fitness industry. Yeah. It's been oh, as long it's okay as long as you if it fits your macros, if it yep. as long as you stick into a calorie deficit. We both know from doing this the research that's only one piece of the pie. Yeah. There are a uh, so many layers to this. Yeah. It is overwhelming, but it's being empowered, and hopefully we can do that with you guys who are listening. Yeah, yeah do so, 100%. So let's yeah. kick this off. Let's go. Yeah, man. I'm excited. But um, yeah, it's good, it's good to show people what we've done and uh, who we've helped. Yeah. Because we both work with similar clientele. You you are more... Tell, tell the listeners like what you currently specialise in, Mark. Cool. Because it's wicked. It's, it's completely different. All right, so in August last year, I started getting very, very sick. Mm-hmm. And by September, I knew that I was going through an autoimmune condition. And in November, I got diagnosed with Crohn's colitis. And from November to December, early Jan, I was on the medication they would give you. But I knew that wasn't going to last. And I got told it wasn't going to last. So after I stopped taking the medication, the symptoms all started coming back and I started getting sicker again. Mm. And for those of you that haven't experienced what IBD is like, which I obviously I hope none of you do, you are, I was losing between like two to three cups of blood a day. I was going to the bathroom like 20 times a day. I couldn't eat or drink anything. I would have to, if I did, I'd have to go straight to the bathroom straight away. And it's tiring because you're losing all your minerals, all those types of things. You lose all the weight, you're malnourished, you can't think, you can't sleep. And sleep's the thing you need to help you heal. So you can't do any of these things. And you're basically just stuck at home and you can't do anything. So I'd had prior experience due to the operations and stuff that I'd had. I'd had prior experience with utilizing peptide therapy before, specifically two particular peptides. I've been using them from like 2017 from my CrossFit days where... You know, for anyone that's done CrossFit, knees, shoulders, back, that stuff gets an absolute beating. So to keep yourself functioning, these peptides mm. are quite helpful. You know, BPC is a body protective compound. Just quickly dive into that for people mm. who don't know what peptides are. Okay, so peptides are chains of amino acids. Which are proteins. Which are which will make a protein. Protein, sorry. Yeah. So from two amino acids up until like 49, 50 chains with a peptide bond either end, that will be classified as a peptide. And different peptides have different amino acid chains. Anything above that number, you're now going into proteins. So collagen, protein, all those other types of things. But everything ultimately in the body, if you break it down enough, goes into an amino acid chain. That's where everything is. 
So amino acids are essential for everything that we do, and there are 21 of them which are important. And different peptides will have different, as I say, groupings of these, these amino acids which will make them a specific type of peptide. All peptides are natural. So the one that most people will know is insulin. Insulin is the first kind of known and mainstream peptide. Yep. Um, and that got discovered way back, um, I think it might have been like in the 1930s or 40s that got discovered. Um, I think the guy, the guys who discovered that actually won a Nobel Peace Prize for that. Um, but anyway, so BBC 157 was the first one I started trialling. Body protective compound. That's yeah, the one. Yeah. And that has a really good effect on localised injuries. It's got mm. a short half-life, so like six to seven hours. Um, now it can be taken orally, but back then, 2017, 2018, it had to be injected. A mm. subcutaneous injection utilising an insulin needle. Yeah. Um, and I was using it for my knees to make sure they stayed healthy. Um, and then I stacked it with another peptide called TB500, which is a fragment of a thymus peptide, which has very good overall body uh, kind of inflammation reduction properties, mm. as well as good for the cardiovascular system, connective tissue, ligaments, tendons, all that stuff. has a much longer half-life, so it doesn't need to be injected near an injury site. It can be injected sub-Q stomach, into the stomach glute, yeah. and it can go all around the body but when you put those two together it is most commonly known as the Wolverine stack and obviously everybody knowing who Wolverine is a guy that's doing athletics CrossFit all that type of stuff you're yep. thinking yeah I'd love to be Wolverine why not yeah. so I was yeah. utilising those to help me heal those injuries but anyway fast forward to when I was still ill at the beginning of the year I was like well how do how about I just you try and find peptides that yeah. might help here because they're all natural they're in the body the autoimmune in my head, I'm thinking, this is to do with signals. There's the wrong signals being sent at the wrong times, which is causing the wrong things to do the wrong things. It'd be like walking into your house and flicking on the light switch and your garage door opens. It's the wrong thing. So how do we fix that? And that's as rudimentary as I kind of had it in my head. And I was mm. like, right, so I'm just going to research peptides, see which ones do what. Obviously, BPC-157, body protective compound, it has a lot of history in the research to do with, and obviously, this is a lot of animal stuff as well as anecdotal stuff with humans, that it helps with the gut, yep. specifically. So I was like, right, we'll utilise that. TB-500, because that's helpful when it comes to inflammation, which obviously with an autoimmune, it has a lot of inflammation, plus it's a fragment from a thymus peptide, which is to do with immunity and immune regulation, so that'll be helpful. So I just tried, that's how I was kind of processing it. And I trialed them out. I eventually found the combination which worked for what I was going through. And, you know, again, fast forward to now. And I've been healed since like April, May time. So Boom. everything worked beautifully. And I'm very, very grateful for all of that. But it's then looking back at the experience, thinking, okay, so why did I go through like 10 months of all of that drama, all that pain, all that suffering, literally thinking at moments I was actually going to die from all of this. Mm. Well, it's so that I could come out the other side, have this knowledge, apply it to what I'd been studying beforehand alongside you in the Institute of Health to learn functional medicine and be able to do functional blood work and looking at the nuances of like using traditional Chinese medicine, all these other types of things to be able to create a program or a protocol where I can say to people, right, from your bloods and your symptomology, you are looking like you have the probabilities of X, Y, and Z. Yep. <clears throat> we can utilize now peptides, we can utilize supplements, lifestyle, all these other things to get you into a place where you feel the best you've ever felt. Yep. So I was like, I need to make sure that I'm learning this from the best in the world. And Dr. William Seeds happens to be the best at peptides. So I signed up to his course to learn how to do peptide therapy, and I'm still doing that now, and then hopefully, say hopefully, will be, 
certified as a peptide therapist in the UK. I think I'll probably be one of the first in the UK, if not the first. Um, and that will allow me then to not just help people with autoimmune conditions, because, you know, I'm helping people that have got Alzheimer's, um, autism, IBD, Hashimoto's, um, yeah. Bechat's, all these other types of things. But I'll be yeah. able to help the general public. Like I had a gentleman in the gym the other day, having a sauna with him, and he's like, right, I've got this issue with my shoulder, I've got this issue with my knee, I've got this issue, issue with my back. You don't happen to know where I can get peptides from, do you? And I was like, Funny enough, I do. <laughs> I can help you. So, um, Well, I'm your guy. Exactly. Right? <laughs> so I had a nice conversation with him. That yeah. gave him hope. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's one of the biggest things when it comes to what we do. We're facilitating change. We're discovering greatness in people. Yes. And we're bringing hope that there is mm-hmm. a potentiality, probability that this can be sorted yes rather than being told this is lifelong Same and there's no narrative. answer this is it right you got to these medications for the rest of your life mm. and that is it that's exactly. all you've got yeah and it's so annoying because i was told the same thing i love yeah. that and it's the peptides have worked tremendously well for me yeah yeah so yeah you can really worth looking into guys um really powerful stuff and we're only scratching the we surface so new so so new but yeah, similar journey to you, man. Mm. Like, very, very similar. Uh, obviously, not specialised in peptides, but we both met on our Functional Health and Medicine course, um, Institute of Health. Truly grateful for that, because mm. we'll be sat here, really, yeah. um, chatting to these amazing people about it. But yeah, I, I like you, dude, uh, help people reclaim their health back. Mm. And we've worked with so many different conditions. Like, you know, I know having Crohn's in my family, how it's so important to look at things from a root cause mm. and not just accepting the the fate which everyone else sadly falls into. Yep. It's looking at things from a more holistic type of uh, avenue and a multifaceted approach, as we call it. Mm. But yeah, we've been we've both worked with similar clientele, like Very much. Crohn's, ulcerative colitis, yep. Candida. Like yep. these are all symptoms that can lead link to gut health, which we'll possibly go through in another podcast yeah. I think because uh, gut health is a bit of a buzzword at the minute yes. but I feel like there's so many rabbit holes where we can go down guys but there's a lot of even a lot of garbage still being thrown out mm. with with that but again working with people who have tr- not tried everything it's not their, la- their last hope but they've tried going to GPs mm. they've tried going to personal trainers they've tried going to nutritionists and they're missing the root cause yeah. and that's been the game changer for us both I feel is since adding in blood work analysis mm. and looking at it from a functional medicine perspective rather than the conventional method where again has its place but sadly with just your generic blood testing as we'll tell you guys now because we both do it and offer it is you know you won't get a full list really of what we test for like we look at 55 57 60 markers right yep looking at your immune system looking at your thyroid kidney liver lipids hormones hormones, nutrients and all these have a big role whereas sadly the conventional world um and i don't want to be you know shaming anyone or slandering anyone but most trauma most doctors and most gps just look at things like from a keyhole yeah in isolation isolation Mm. yeah Exactly, and they're so outdated. Seventeen, mm. twenty-three years out of date, I believe. Yeah, they are. Between scientific evidence and patient care now, mm. and these ranges are so wide, so many people get missed. Yeah. Oh, it's and normal. Those ranges are based on the average of who goes to see them, who are 
sick people and people who are elderly. And that's no disrespect to either of those clientele that they see. But if you're going to your doctor and you're going there for routine things yep. and you're not sick and you're not elderly, you don't want to be compared to the no, average no. of a sick system, basically. Mm. You need to know, like, well, what's the upper limit here? Yep. What's the potential? Not like, okay, compare me to, like, a 90-year-old man. Yeah. Or a really sick 40-year-old. Like, for somebody that's at optimal health, yeah. what would I be looking at here? Yeah. What would the markers be? Oh, we yeah. don't have those markers. Yeah. And that's not their fault. That's just, it's not available. No. You know, it'll take too long. Yep. You know, and when they've only got five or ten minutes to do these kind of appointments with people nine and a half minutes yeah, and they go, okay. nine and a half minutes yeah. they, have, they haven't got time Bit to go more. into the depth yeah. no they haven't Prescribe. to do those nuances and stuff no. and to get to understand the client from a subjective perspective they just don't have that time where we do which is nice yeah so it gives us that opportunity to actually um, get to know yeah. the person right and this is where that root cause approach happens where you know the body I think it was Perry Mason that says the body doesn't get sick in isolation and doesn't heal in isolation no everything happens together so symbiosis yeah Yeah, symbiosis yeah symbiotic relationship and that's what we do we work with clients who who messed about Mm. some somehow some have health conditions some people just want to look and feel good lose weight Mm. but we do it from a a functional medicine point which is looking at root cause some people just want to be able to think clearly yeah less brain fog more energy yeah I get it simple things and then we put we provide the solution Mm. (laughs) but yeah so yeah I think we've covered quite a lot so far we have of our purpose who we are what we aim to do with this podcast and Mm. hopefully you guys you know, we've got so much more content lined up mm. for you. It's going to be amazing. We aim to meet up once a month. Yep. So keep a bit of a series and hopefully you guys are enjoying it so far and um, we'll be honest for the next journey in our next episode. But we want to end with something yes. epic. Yes. Which, <laughs> something that... That's um, what we've been waiting for. Yeah, the one that we were waiting for, guys, which um, is the tinfoil, sorry, the 10-minute tinfoil tin hat, hat takeover. Tin okay, so... This is, I'm so excited because this is something that, again, has so many different areas to go down. I mean, mm. uh, just looking at all the topics that we're going to talk about, <laughs> it's quite funny. Yeah. But it's essentially, we are exposing the truth. Mm. Like the, the, the health and fitness industry doesn't want you to know about yeah. the debunking the myths, looking at like what's true, what's not. Mm. And open debate. I think yeah. that's what's really crucial. Like... No one debates anything anymore. No, because everyone's scared. Yeah. Everyone's scared to have an opinion. But we've got so much stuff. Yeah. Like, so much stuff. And we're so, we're so, um, you know, we talk about all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Aliens, like chemical yeah. trails and uh, what's in our food. Yeah. And today I've got a pretty big one, um, which I'm going to discuss. So I'm going to load it up and we'll get stuck in. Yeah. But yeah man how are you feeling so far? I'm good brother. Good. I'm very good. I'm very good. good. I'm looking forward to this one. And obviously guys... This is about, not about changing belief systems or structures. This is about just exposing things as they are and then for you to make up your mind as to whether or not you feel that's something that you want to pay attention to or not. This isn't us saying that this is right or wrong per se. This is just us saying this is what we know, this is what we found, this is what we see and this could have a detrimental effect on you and then you can make up your own mind from there. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we're ready for this. I've got it loaded. Yeah. Off you go. So Mark, did you know they are making a 
fertilizer, an organic fertilizer, al- alkaline decomposing batteries. I didn't, but I am not shocked. I have I to know. say, <laughs> I'm not, from all the things we've oh, researched, that's the least okay. amount of shocking news. All right, so basically, they are make it. So on our episode today, we are going to discuss about this new organic fertilizer that is coming into uh, market next year. Uh, I've got a mole. Oh, so it's already been approved. Yes, it's already already been approved. This, oh. this is a product. That's, when, I won't name when, any names. When, when did we approve all of this? Supposedly we did. Supposedly we okay, did. This is how. Corrupt some of our food systems are our chemical mm. systems and you know big big food big energy who kind of control everything um, are like playing things from a from a great level. Mm. So yeah, they are making a alka- they're basically making a organic fertilizer out of decomposing alkaline batteries, and this is going to be on our spread on our food next year. So food. Guys, for the best part, we are made up of the food that we eat. Like, well, it, we it takes the language of ourselves, we could yeah. argue. It's so much more than what we hear at the minute with calories in and calories out. It is, It it just makes us who we are. Well, yeah, so, does. yeah, today's <laughs> episode, we're going to discuss about, you know, how safe is this? You know, did you guys know about this? Mm. And... Um, Oh, I'm sorry, sorry. And why don't we get why don't we get an opportunity to vote on things like this? No, I don't. So know, why is this not brought to the but like I know. with all the stuff that goes on in the news, which you know, let's be fair, it's it's negative and it's not stuff that we generally need to know about because we can't do much about it. This we can actually do something about. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's important if this is going to be sprayed. Is it going to be on the food or in the soil? In the soil. Okay, so, so oh my God. yeah, so, so they're going to put this in the so okay. But what? everything is grown from the soil yeah. you get nutrients product like animals that. eat from it yeah 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 this is going to enter so many systems food systems like the, well, the whole food carbon chain. cycle soil cycle water cycle all, yeah. everything oh my god the water cycle as well yeah man this is why I'm so excited it's like, but yeah they are, did you know oh yeah <laughs> they are making an organic fertiliser out of decomposing alkaline batteries so let's talk about it so yeah basically They've found like alkaline batteries, okay, they contain high amounts of zinc and manganese, around mm. about 50% of their weight. Both these micronutrients are important for not just plant nutrition, but our nutrition too. Indeed. They're vital minerals that we need for hormone development, mm. for, for being one of them. And yep. 400 different things we could go into, but we won't. But essentially, they're going to basically get this, uh, they've found this global interest at the minute that there's a massive issue with soil. Mm. There's a soil erosion, top we're losing soil. top soil, but we're losing vital minerals yep. from our soil. So they thought, hey, well, because we've got these alkaline batteries uh, that are going to waste, we've got so much of them, why don't we turn this into a product? Huh. Well, they've got high levels of manganese and zinc in them, so why don't we turn that raw material into a fertilizer? Mm. <laughs> so yeah, wow. they're basically going to crush this up Okay, this material from the alkaline batteries into what is called a black mass or battery mass. And this is apparently <laughs> the ideal raw material to produce zinc and magnetese wow. uh, fertilizer. But yeah, should it be directly used for, for soil fertilization or not? No. I'll have a side of black mass with my steak, please. <laughs> Actually, can we have someone in the water? Yeah! Right? A little bit of, uh, little black, bit of black mass, mass in, my, in my water. With some filtered water. Oh, but so, yeah. This is crazy, dude. So do you know what? They've been, they've been doing stuff like this for a very, very long time, where they use waste products of other industries 
mm. and try and recycle it, which, okay, I get the recycling side of it, but they're recycling it into the food chain or into personalised products, but like ammonia and talcum powder and stuff like that. I think it was ammonia, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Like, we don't need zinc and manganese from batteries, organic or not, put onto our, our topsoil because of the degradation of what's happened to the topsoil due to monocropping, right? Yeah. yeah what we can do is we can take a leaf out of the regenerative farm industries books mm. and actually just start doing that instead. And yeah. I'd say within a... Putting back within, in the soil... Within like what, maybe four or five cycles? I mean, I don't know the length of time it will take, but at least within a generation, the topsoil will be fine. Mm. So why not just start doing that right, and put the money into it rather than... And did they pay for their own study? Well, we'll get into that in a minute. What's <laughs> wild, what was wild about right. is this product, right? It's organic. Of course so it it's is. It's gone through this loophole so it can actually be... It's safe, apparently it's safe to use. But basically mm. this black mass is this is ferrous... Like basically this, this glued, glued up shit, basically. Excuse my French. But like all of this is being mixed in with plastic, steel graphite as well as all these other harmful metals such as nickel and cad uh, am I pronouncing that right? cadmium cadmium can you never pronounce that yeah. cadmium right That's these are really highly toxic, toxic for mm-hmm. health so you're saying to me that this company who's making this fertilizer it's all good it's all safe because we removed all of that from the product wow well I did a bit of digging and I couldn't find anything about that really all. yes but both nickel and cadmium content are overseen by authorities because of the EU fertilizer legislation places strict limits on these harmful metals mm. and just just go a little bit about Mark the dangers of heavy metals and like brain health talk about that well a little bit more you've got to think like if so metals certain metals once they're in the body like lead really hard to get out mm. like really hard to get out and you'd have to go into quite a strict chelation approach to get rid of these things but once they're in the body they don't just like stay where they are no it's not like oh it just no. it just makes camp like just to the right of the kidney like <laughs> it flo- it floats around everywhere and the yeah. worst place these things are going to end up is well critical organs the yeah, brain liver liver, liver well. yeah lungs yeah heart like none of these organs are meant to contain Metals which you wouldn't find naturally in a soil. So if we were eating food in a tribal situation, wherever elemental table substance is in the ground, yeah, will obviously be in the food, on the food, or in the animal, whatever the case may be. They'll enter in, but they're in trace amounts. Mm. So the body will handle them, and they're in a form that the body understands. Yeah, But stuff like this in high levels... Yeah. Adding on top of the fact that we're already breathing in these vox, right? The volatile organic compounds from cars and planes and buses. They already contain mercury, cadmium, lead and gold and all these other things. You're just adding to what is already a really bad problem. And a lot of neurological conditions Mm. can be tied to a heavy metal toxicity. Yeah. Because it's just too much in the system and they're causing, well, like misfiring basically. And also leading to autoimmune conditions as well, as we see. Thyroid being one of them as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, essentially, guys, this black mass uh, is going to be entering our our system in 2024. So, yeah, for soil soil fertilisation from my mole 
in the chemical industry. So he's provided us information. I'm looking at the studies because these guys have funded their own studies. They funded is, it themselves. Well, they've got their own studies here. <laughs> Again, I can't name right. shame, but yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, send me a private message if you want yeah. if you want to find out more. But yeah. yeah, it never works out well whenever we look back at studies like the sugar studies or the fat studies or the dairy studies. Like they were paid for by that industry. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And then yeah, they yeah. found in favour. Yeah, no, it's fine to have that amount of sugar in your diet. Says yeah. the sugar industry. Shocking, that really. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, man. So, there we go. I thought that would be quite a fun topic wow. to discuss. Do you guys think this is mm. uh, should be entering our soul, enter our food system? And the fact that it says organic on it, bro. Yeah, it's worrying. Say, yeah, there's so many loopholes now with it's the not food even that, Are you noticing that things that have to claim that they're healthy are generally not healthy? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If something's having to claim I'm healthy, like, when, when have you ever looked on a steak and it says, like, good for your health? Or a bottle of water, good for your health. Never. No. You don't need a healthy stamp on something if it's no. generally healthy. Mm. Oh, this is not good. Yeah, man. So I thought we'd kick that one off with... Wow. Um, That's a big one. With a big one. So, yeah. Alkaline batteries, guys, being used in our... For fertilisers! Wow. Well, they've got to go somewhere, right? Well, I'll be making sure that... Uh, again, that I think the need to grow your own food has yeah. never been so apparent. Yeah. Agreed. Now than ever. Yeah. We cannot rely on these systems anymore. And if you are buying, you know, fruit, vegetables, local. Make sure it's local. Mm. Make sure it's, you know, organic. Because obviously, organic. Oh, easy. Hey, coming to the end. Um, organic uh, pesticides get used still, but yeah, they do. again, they're li- they're not a little bit better. They are better alternatives than the what mm. the big boy sprayers are doing. Yeah. But I will. I rest my case. I think. Um, We'll end with that. I'm looking forward to creating a little bit of a debate on this first episode of Revitalize Your Life. It's been fun. It has been good. It's been really good. Fun. I'd love to know what you guys think about this part of the podcast, the 10-minute Tim for Hat takeover. Is this type of information that you want to know? Like, Do you want to know that this stuff is happening? Because knowledge is power in this regard. Like, Numbers matter. So knowledge we, is power. We want to give it to you. Yeah. And if we've got numbers behind it where we can say we don't want this, yep. well, they'll have to listen at some point, right? Sure. Got to take that health back. Oh, yeah. That's, that's what we're aiming to do, bro. Nice. But, yeah, guys, if you enjoyed this podcast, please like, subscribe, share, subscribe, share. share, and we'll be back for be well. episode two very soon. As long as we're not banned. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find other channels. Yeah, we'll do yeah, it. We'll, we'll find other channels. We'll anyway. Bless. Blessed. Cheers. Much love, guys. <laughs>